somehow the time is slipping away. I'm trying to slow it down, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's rather relentless. All right, Second Peter, chapter 1. I'd like to start with verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That's a reference to the Spirit and the flesh. According as His divine power hath given, everybody said given. Oh, yeah, it was given. You didn't earn this. It was given to you. Unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Now that's what he said in verse 1 when he said you've obtained like precious faith. Now here we are, four verses down, and he once again comes back to his subject, and he tells you to add to your faith. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. To follow the apostle and the Spirit's trend of thinking, well, we know that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and we know that no Scripture is for any private interpretation, but that it is came to us because God's Spirit moved upon holy men of old and inspired them to put to pen His words. And so we are surrounded by God's wisdom and His knowledge, His angels, His glory, His power. And He wants us to realize that, I'd like to say, number one, that when a person will allow God, who is ever trying to put his knowledge into your heart. That's not your physical pump, okay? That's the heart being the mind, being the seat of your thoughts and your intellect and your emotions, and that he's wanting to deposit into you, if you please, the knowledge of his faith, his doctrine, his truth, his message. He wants to give you that. He's not charging you for it. He's not trying to uh, make you feel like you have to do some great thing that you might get it, obtain it. But rather, he's giving it to you. He's making it that available. And when you 
do what he said. You believe. Say, how do I believe? Well, if he says repent, then repent. That's believing. He tells you to do it. It's in the word. Then do it. That's believing. And then, and most importantly, too, that's believing on him as the scripture hath said, which is what he told us to do. And so then he tells you to be baptized. And you get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Now you think about that. Everything you ever said wrong, thought wrong, did wrong, or acted wrong in however many years you've been on this planet. And it can be forgiven. It will be forgiven when you repent of those things and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then all of your sins are going to be forgiven because in his name is the precious blood of the Lamb. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. But he shed that blood on the cross, and he did it for you. And then he tells you that you can be filled. You have a promise to be filled with the free gift of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the gift of God that he gives, which is the love of God, that it will be shed abroad in your heart. Okay? All right. Now, that having taken place, you're now born again of water and the Spirit. You're delivered or saved from sin. And it places you by that one Spirit into the body of Christ, which is the church, not the church house, but the church, the body of Christ, the corporate body of believers, okay? And that taking place in your life, then he's writing here to give you a further, more in-depth understanding of what all you've gotten, what all has been given to you. Everybody said amen. amen. And he starts it off by telling you that you've obtained a like precious faith. It's precious, church family. Now listen, people go out and they, they, they want to get diamonds and they want to get gold and they want to get silver and other precious metals, okay? But you have something far more precious. Because all of those things are going to depreciate. All of those things are going to, all those trinkets that people deck themselves out with or, or put in vaults and safety deposit boxes or, or boxes of some kind, they are going to lose their value. Do you hear me? And they're not able to save you. If you brought a, a, a dump truck full of that stuff, it could not save you. It could not deliver you. It could never take away your sins and keep your sins under the blood, if you please. Could not do it. And even to the point that in shadow and type in the Old Testament, uh, under the law, that the shadow and type or the blueprint that was to signal uh, what was coming, the very thing that they sacrificed bullocks and lambs and rams uh, and, and uh, shed the blood. But the Bible said that could never take away sin. The only thing that can take away sin is the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross. And he did that for you as an individual, okay? And so, once again, you come to a place where your belief in God's word and you begin to consequently obtain something that is being handed to you and given to you. And you get it. You obtain it. You hold it to you. Just like Simeon of old when they brought the Christ child eight days old. They brought him to the church house, and they brought him there 
as according to the word of God. And here came Simeon. And brother, when he held out his hands and obtained that child as he was placed in his hands. Oh, man, he said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace. For mine eyes have seen, I've seen, I have held and I have seen, okay, the salvation of the Lord. For you to get this great salvation, for you to obtain it, you've obtained it. You took the step of faith. Okay, it's a precious thing. And he goes on to say, According as his divine power, verse 3, hath given unto us all things. You're not lacking one thing. When the Holy Ghost comes into your heart, you're not lacking one thing. Okay? Not one thing. This morning, early this morning, I went to prayer, and uh, I felt directly led to pray about a certain thing. And I even anointed uh, something. And I, I felt led to do it. And uh, I started to resist it, and then I said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I feel inspired to. And, and there are people that would have thought I was foolish and silly. But you know what? It wasn't but a matter of hours later. I got a phone call, and my very prayer was answered just like that. I mean, just like that. And it was, it was handed to me. It was given to me. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. Okay? Oh, Lord. Divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Knowing what this calling is, it's a high and heavenly and holy calling in subject matter. And that this, it has glory and virtue or moral excellence and power attached to it. And he said, whereby are given unto us. It's like a package deal. Are given unto us. It, you know, you've heard it sometimes. They call it a bundle. Well, brother, I want you to know what all was in that bundle of that baby that got placed in Simeon's hands. Woo! Man, oh man. You talking about it. What all he brought to this world. Wherefore are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, by these exceeding great and precious promises, we might be partakers of the divine nature. You don't have to be on the outside looking in. You're called to come on in. You're called to be a partaker. Just come on in and take part in this. Get in and, and lift your heart with your hands and worship him and praise Him, and magnify Him, and call on His name. You can do that. You can do that. Nobody's going to think you're weird or odd, or, or out of step, or out of rank, or out of harmony. You're talking about fitting right in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll tell you what's odd. is people gathered together in the name of Jesus Christ, and they're worshiping and they're praising Him, and they're lifting their hearts with their hands and magnifying him. And you got someone that, you know, they won't do anything. They won't do anything. Nothing. That's what's odd. That's when you're like, what's wrong with them? Don't they love him? 
don't don't they want to praise him? Don't they want to worship him? Now you could take that same person to the ball game. Ah, got him, got him, got him. You know, oh, yeah, they'll lose their voice. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll do all kinds of things. But you know what? As Jesus said in trying to teach somebody one day, in the, in, in the days of his earthly ministry, God come in the flesh. Yeah. And even said to the individual, if you knew who you were talking to, well, I'm saying, we need to know who we're talking to. We need to know who we're talking to. He made it clear one day to a ruler. He said, don't you know that I have power to let you go? Jesus said, you have no power at all, except that we're giving thee from above. I know that set that gentleman back a little bit. That rocked his world. And Jesus said, if my kingdom were of this world, he said, then would my servants fight? And he said, you know, I have only to ask. That's all I got to do. And I could have legions of angels here. Power and glory and virtue. Exceeding great and precious promises. What's your end, the body of Christ? The church filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. After that, you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. You know, not power to duke it out with somebody. You know, not power to push yourself around and just do whatever you want to do more. It's a power to get yourself, your spirit under control and your flesh under control. That's more what it's like. Oh, yeah. And so, exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. It's not a carnal nature because it's a divine nature, and it said, and that's what having escaped, we've escaped something here. And Jesus asked some people one time, he said, basically he said, if you ignore this and you don't believe this, he said, how then shall you escape? How shall you escape the damnation of, of hell. How are you going to do that? You can't do it with your credit card. Yours is probably maxed out anyway. That ain't going to work. You, you got to get yourself out of trouble. And you go to use your credit card and come back declined. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not the currency that God deals with. All right. Talking to Peter was talking about your faith. Talking about your doctrinal belief. Okay. Oh, yeah. He said, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, strong desires for things in, out there in the world, what they are doing, the worldly ways that people are doing things even. He said, and besides this, giving all diligence, you've got to get your mind on this. You've got to wake up and realize what you got. And, and you've got to 
you got to say, man, I'm going to be diligent about this. I'm not just going to schlep around. That's a Yiddish word, you know. Step and fetch it, you know, dragging around, paying, not paying attention, not really putting my mind. You know, we can be trying to worship God and have service, and your mind is three light years away, you know. You're on some strange planet somewhere. All right? But he said here, and besides this, giving all diligence, he said, add to your faith. Is there anybody here, except maybe Abby, that doesn't know how to add? I feel like everybody here knows how to add. Don't scratch your face. I'll think you're raising your hand. Okay. I know Henry can add. Okay. Okay. He's adding up all them girls he likes. Got to go pass his fingers down to his toes. And then like one kid did after they got done adding with their fingers and their toes, and they started using the shoulders, you know, <laughs> Try, trying to keep up. I won't tell you who that was. Oh, brother. But listen, and to, to besides all this, he said, all these things that I'm listing out that you've got, he said, add to your faith. Don't just sit around and go through the motions day in and day out, service in and service out, and, and not add. You can add to this. He said, add to your faith virtue, a moral excellence and power. And to that, add knowledge. And to that knowledge or that, that know-how. Learn how God operates. Learn how the church operates. Learn how to pick up a paper. I was out there with one day in the, just recently, and the guys pulled up. And they said, I'm picking up papers. And they said, they said, we'll get that senior pastor. Don't you worry about that. I said, well, I'm sorry. It's habit. I've been doing it for 40 years. You know? You I went to preach a conference one time, and I, I see paper on the guy's lawn in, uh, of the building, the church, and I start picking them up. He goes, I didn't bring you up here to pick up papers. <laughs> you know? What can I say? You see something that needs to be done, you do it. You add. You're adding to your to the power and the, 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 the glory of the joy of being in the church. You just want to, you want to do, you want to be a partaker of everything. And so you add to your faith virtue and you add to that knowledge. And uh, you add to the knowledge, you add temperance. You learn some self-discipline. Self -discipline. You don't let yourself do just whatever you want to do. You get, some, you get some discipline about yourself. And these are things you can pray about. These are things that you can ask God to give you and help you. You know, if you struggle with something, tell God. And he'll help you. Sure he will. Well, one place said if you don't have any wisdom, okay, no, don't all of you jump up at one time. But, but it, it, it did say to ask God, who giveth liberally. I'm wondering why he's holding back on some of you. I, I got to find that out. He said liberally, man. <laughs> okay, now. Everybody said hallelujah. Okay. So, he said, you add to that self discipline, you add patience. Now, if you're going to add patience, 
My advice is don't pray for patience because what's coming your way, you know, is tribulation because tribulation worketh patience. Yeah. And first news you know, you're going to be in a heap of trouble. And you're going to be, I don't know what's going on, man. Well, what's going on is you ask for patience. <laughs> so, you know, I would just apply myself without asking. Just, just start doing. You know. Just grab the barbell of, of patience and start making them curls. Okay? All right. But anyway, he also said to add to that patience, and you do let patience have her perfect work. You don't fight patience. When, when you, you know, you have, to, you have to learn how to, Roll with it. This is how we roll. We got to roll with it. You know, if you get in the flesh, every little thing bothers you. Every little thing bothers you. The door gets stuck a little bit and you lose it. You know? Yeah. 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 The person in front of you, the light changed. They didn't go fast enough and you're losing it. You know? You got one foot on the brake, one foot on the on the accelerator, and you're straining that universal joint in that vehicle because you're trying, <coughs> you want to go. And then I'm moving. Okay? I know things are bad with my wife when I'm driving. And my wife says, what's wrong with these people? They're sitting and I'm moving. Boy, I know things are bad. I know things are bad then because, you know, usually it's me. <laughs> oh, brother, there are times when we get in a bit of a hurry. God bless us all. And he said, you add to that patience godliness. We want to be godlike. We're looking for his characteristics. We're looking for how he would handle things. Okay? Godliness. A cleanliness. A holiness. And he said, you add to that godliness brotherly kindness. Kindness. A brotherly kindness. And we can say sisterly kindness. Okay? We don't want to be prejudiced. And then he said charity. That love of God. That love of God. That shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Which he hath given unto us he's given us that people talk about the love of god but you know what we got it <laughs> we got it because we have the holy ghost and and they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk and they haven't got a thing except talk you know and that's sad i want them to have it i want them to get it but they got to believe and for all their screaming that they believe they don't believe his word they believe their word they believe their version. You got to set your self-will aside. And it's got to be not my will, but thy will. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Listen to what he said here. Verse 8, for if these things be in you, in you, that you're baptized with the Holy Ghost. You've got this in you. Okay? It's Christ in you. In you. The hope of glory. If these things, all these things, you know, the faith, the virtue, the knowledge, the temperance, the patience, the godliness, the brotherly kindness, the charity, these are things you're working on. These are, these are characteristics. Okay? Of the Spirit. And, and he said, if these things be in you and abound, they're growing. There's an abundance going on here. They make you. They make you. 
It'll be the making of you. Okay? Be the making of you. You know, we don't go around just any old sloppy way. You know, that any old thing will do. That's not us. We're working on improvements here. We're working on growing in grace and knowledge here. Okay, everybody said praise the Lord. Any old thing won't do. Any old thing won't do. He said, but if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But listen, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, not looking down the road, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Now, you know what? Purged from the old sins, it's easy for somebody like me because I lived 20 years as a nasty sinner. But there's some of you children that are being raised in the church. You don't know. Your testimony is that God has kept you. God has kept you from the wrong things, from the ungodly things, because you paid attention because you worship, because you were obedient, because you submitted yourself, then what it means is that, that you didn't have to fall in every nasty septic tank of life, okay? That, that you were spared that. But there are those of us that kind of what we call first generation, and, and God saved us out of, out of these old sins. We were purged from these things. And we, we don't want to forget that. We don't want to forget where we come from. We don't want to forget the great glory and power and, and the exceeding great and precious promises that have been given to us. We don't want to forget that. We don't want to forget that. We want to keep that alive. And we want to be in church and worship God. We want to praise God. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. We don't want to be blind. We want to see afar off. We don't want to be forgetful. Okay? We want to remember we were purged from our old sins. Now, young people, you are purged from, from sins, from the sinfulness in your flesh, the potential to do it wrong, say it wrong, think it wrong, act it wrong. Okay? Most definitely. You see the mothers out there smoking all them cigarettes and 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 like their lungs are like two hamburgers on a fire, you know, and, and that's terrible, and, and they get addicted. One puff of a cigarette is 3,000 poisonous gases right in there, okay? Terrible, terrible, the results of that kind of lifestyle, but there's a spirit with that, and, and they don't have the Holy Ghost. They don't have the teaching. They don't have the power. They don't have in their possession. They have not obtained what God is giving. They don't have it yet. And if it wasn't for God's grace, you would be taken over by many, many spirits. Many, many spirits. And you would have no power to resist. You would have no, no power to say no. I, I, um, there's a man that owns a gas station and a I've witnessed to him and talked to him, and in attempting to do that, I, was, I had concerns for his health because he, he didn't hardly put a cigarette out, and he lit another one. Literally, I am not exaggerating. And um, I talked to him, and uh, he, tried, he tried to quit. 
and I thought he had. And um, I, you know, give him an invitation to church and everything, and and I told him we we could help him with that. And um, he, he he looked like he quit for a while. Was doing pretty good there. And uh, just yesterday or day before, I I saw him, and I think he ran away from me, because he saw that I saw that he had a cigarette. And uh, you know, church family, we can't. You can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> you can't hide. Adam tried that. Eve tried that. And the Lord came hunting them out, calling to them, calling to them. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Something exceeding great and precious here. We don't want to be blind to it. We, we don't want to be limited in our vision that we can't see afar off. There's, there's a heaven to gain here, and there's a hell to shun and to escape. Yes, there is. And the writer said, wherefore the rather, instead of, Instead of being blind, instead of uh, not being able to see you far off, instead of forgetting, well, they say in Spanish, falta memoria. Instead of forgetting that you've been purged from your old sins or your sinful nature, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. And why not? Because we have a more sure word of prophecy and we have a sure foundation. So we ought to be able to make sure about this. So if somebody says, are you sure? You can say, yes, I am. I am sure. It takes Acts 2.38. I am sure that you must be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was leaving a, um, like a Winn-Dixie, I believe it was you saved, though, maybe, and um, parking lot with an older man, and he was putting um, tracks out on invitations out on uh, some cars, and um, I stopped and I rolled down my window, and I said, I hope those tell people Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, and to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost. And he said, well, I, I baptize them both ways. He said, it don't matter. Not being baptized in Jesus' name ain't going ain't to keep you out of heaven. Oh, brother, that was it right there. That, that it just rose up inside of me. And I said, sir, I said, let me tell you what will keep you out of heaven. I said, not being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ will keep you out of heaven. And boy, he didn't have another word to say. And I felt like I'd said plenty. And I just went on my way. I'm going to tell you what, church family. We're not guessing. We're not guessing. And you say, well, that was very nice. It, it, it's, it's not for you to judge that, you know, that's not very nice. It's for you to tell. It's for you to witness. It's for you to stand up. It's for you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be a good witness. Be a good light. Be excited. Be convinced. Be happy. Be persuaded of what you have as sure. Oh, yeah, because you've escaped, friend. You have escaped. One place said clean escape. There ain't a smudgeon of dirt on you. Not even a bug. Hmm? Man, yes, sir. He said, again, wherefore the rather, instead of being forgetful, instead of all those other things, he said, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. 
And he said, you know what? Now, you listen to this. He said, if you do these things, he said, you shall never fall. Wow. Isn't that something? He said, if you will do this, if you will do this, you can't just do anything you want. You can't just treat people any old way you want. You know? Be ugly, contrary, hateful, you know? And just disregard anybody else's feelings, much less God's word. Oh, no. No, no, no. You can't act any old way you want to act. No, no, no. Not at all. He said, hey, if you do what I'm telling you, though, he said, you'll never fail. Fall. You'll never fall. He said, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man, there's not going to be any keeping you out. It's going to be bringing you in. Okay? How many times have you read about the man that strutted around, fared sumptuously every day, had the finest of threads, and, you know, just in, enjoyed, uh, what did the writer say, uh, good things, all of the desired things, as the writer also said, through the lusts that are in the world. Had strong desire to have all those things. You know. And, uh, oh, yeah. He said, son, in, in thy lifetime, you had good things. You had good things. Said, but uh, the one you're looking at, up at now, said, uh, you know, like otherwise, contrarywise, he, he he went through the obstacle course and found himself having to battle many things. But now, thou art tormented, and he is comforted. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Difference is, you're going to be tormented for world without end. And he's going to be comforted world without end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when you afflict yourself in fasting, it, you're looking forward to that day, friend, when the fast is over. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, brother. Well, see, my point is, is that because uh, that fast is an affliction that you do before the Lord, and you're doing it not for anybody to give you attention. You know, you, you, you fasted, you know, one milkshake that day. Usually you have six, but you only fat, you only had five. And, and you know, you, you'd be saying, yeah. that's your reward right there. That's all you're going to get. A little bit of sympathy. Oh, man. No. But you do what you do unto the Lord. And, and I'm trying to say to you that the results are going to be out of this world. <laughs> and that you're, you're going to be ushered. When that rich man died, Bob just said he lifted up his eyes in hell. But when the other guy who was in a church died, the angels came and got him. Angels came and got him. Sometimes I have to go to the dealership, you know, if something's broken with my vehicle or it needs servicing of some kind, whatever. And uh, I like to drop it off and, and maybe go have a sandwich while they're doing the work because I hate sitting around just doing absolutely nothing. So uh, 
they'll they'll give me a loaner. You know, they I know a lot of the guys down there, and they're very nice to me, very respectful, and they they'll 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 get me the loaner, and I say, yeah, pull around the rolls. Go just bring the rolls right around. Thank you. You know, and um, one time they, I think I'm thinking maybe it was 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 Anthony, one of the one of the, and AJ, um, they gave me a, a a huge Hummer. Yeah, all tricked out, and they let me take it to Belgrade, no less. Yeah, oh wow. No wonder I made it back with the wheels on, right? <laughs> but I did. <laughs> yes, I did. But um, I'm saying that uh, I, I, this guy, friend, when he, when he got the Rolls Royce came for him, boy. Angels came for him. And the guy that had everything in his life, next thing you read about him, he just lifted up his eyes in hell in torment, begging for a drop of water on the end of a finger. Oh, man. Come on now. Wherefore, the rather, sure enough, right, an entrance ministered unto you a bunch. Come on in here. Oh, yeah. He said, wherefore, I will not be negligent as the preacher. He said, I will not. See, so don't get upset with me when I take a little bit too much time or, you know, I say some things and you maybe sit there with that look on your face. Hmm? Look what he said. He said, wherefore, because of these things, he's saying, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. You are being established in the present truth. Okay? You know, you're like, you're like a strong foundation, a part of it. And that means we're going to put some steel in it. If you, if you pour concrete, you don't have any steel in it. It's, it's a very big chance that it's going to break up, okay? But, you know, if you put steel in there, all right, then it, it's a better chance that it's going to hold together and be solid. It strengthens that concrete. And the writer here is saying, the apostle is saying, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of those things. Now, if you tell me once, you tell me a hundred times. That's fine. I'm going to tell you a hundred more times, times a hundred. <laughs> okay? I'm going to say it and say it and say it and say it. Because these are precious things. These are true things. These, these are things that are going to usher you in abundantly to the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. And he said, yes, this is going to establish you, even though you know them, and you be established in the present truth. Isn't that great? You're in the present truth. It's not just a past thing, okay? And it's not one of these days going to be thing, future, but it's right here, right now. Right here, right now. No wonder we sing, I got it, right? Right here, right now, friend. Yes, sir. We're not procrastinating. No, sir. We've got this, and we want everybody to have it. And so he said, yea, I think it meet proper. As long as I am in this tabernacle body to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Now, don't get put out with the pastor. 
when he's digging you up and stirring you up, okay? One place said to stir up the gift of God. Get a, you might get a little lazy. You might get a little sleepy-headed. You know? You might get a little too relaxed. And so, and it's our nature, our carnal nature to be like that. Sometimes we need a good stirring, a good shaking. Yes, we do. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. So listen. He said, moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able to have these things always in remembrance. And we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You better realize something tonight. We're living in a very changing world. We're living in a world that is, for us, is changing in a predictable manner. Because the Word of God has given us in prophecy what's going to happen. And we're watching it happen. We're watching and hearing and reading these things. And they're taking place. Every day. Every day. The enemy is encroaching. And he's, he's, he's a deceiver. And he's got people believing that the way things are going is going to be for the better. But you know what? You and I, we know better. We know better. And you want to be realize again that you are established in the present truth. It's the right thing. What you have is right. What you get here is right in the eyes of God. And you want to, you want to thank God for that in prayer. You want to thank Him for that. Okay. I'm not looking for some kind of exit hatch. You ever read in the book of Acts when the Bible said the ship that was in the storm, and there will be storms. There will be storms. There will be challenges. And they, they, the Apostle Paul went and prayed, and God said, except they abide with the ship, they cannot be saved. And so Paul came and told them all that. And uh, as the storm began to be so vicious that the the ship was being broken up, and it was a pretty good-sized ship. And uh, they'd already chucked unnecessary things overboard. Well, that's a good thing. I like that kind of revival. Huh? You get rid of some things you don't need. Okay. And that, you know, at one time you thought was just so important. Yeah. 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 Well, and the Apostle Paul had these people that, it said under color. That meant under pretense. They were pretending that we're just going over here a little bit because we're just going to kind of check things out. Imagine checking out to abandon ship, a big ship in the middle of a vicious storm to get in a little ship, a little boat, not even a ship, a boat. Does that make any sense? That doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Not at all. I don't want to look at some things. I don't want to 
The problem with some people is that they entertain the devil. They listen. They listen. They listen. Yeah. 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 They listen. And the spirit of it gets a hold of them. Yeah. But you know, by the grace of God, I guess he used one of those hooks and he pulled them back and they stayed with the ship and they survived and they went into a revival, even had to shake off the devil. Right? Yeah. And the people, if you give people the chance, church family, to see your strength, to see that you stand, to see that you're not wishy-washy, and that you're not just chasing all kinds of fleshly lust, but they see that you stand and you're strong and that you really are established in the present truth and the grace of God. Well, they're going to respect you that much more for your, for your strength and for what you've got. Oh, yeah. And, man, they had... They thought Paul was a murderer. Boy, they had the worst opinions about Paul. And didn't even really know him, <laughs> evidently. And, uh, but they, they figured, man, he's a bad dude. And when they saw that viper, that poisonous snake, latch on to him. And all Paul was trying to do was have church. All he was trying to do was build a fire, have revival. And that thing latched onto him. The Bible said he just shook it off. And he felt no harm. They thought he was going to fall down and be dead. They had their Rolexes out, man. You only live 15 minutes after that dude bites you. We had somebody bump their head a day or two ago. I said, I called Sister Lewis. I said, Do you do you still do? Dr. Lewis, I said, Do you still do house calls? She said, well, she laughed. She said, well, maybe. And I said, well, we got somebody who got a little bump in the head. So, you know, the, I'm saying there's the Apostle Paul, and, and I didn't read where there was any doctors around, you know. Even an iPhone 6 Plus, I don't think it'd get through that storm. And, and he just shook that thing off. And they, they were looking for him to fall down dead. And when he didn't fall down dead, you're talking about respect growing, okay? Respect growing. You know, not just talk, not just mouth, okay? Not just a bunch of words, but this produced a respect. And they said, man, they had a whole change of opinion. They even changed the name they gave him. And they decided he's a god. <laughs> Boy, they went from one extreme to the other, didn't they? Man. And that respect grew so much that they had somebody that was chief on the island, and he was sick. The Bible said he had a bloody flux, F-L-U-X. And... Paul went over there. He did what we do. 
He laid hands on him. He prayed for him, and he healed him. Man. Next thing you know, we got a healing campaign going through the whole place. You know, my pastor used to say the only thing wrong with this town is that we just need a healing line from here all the way out the door and down the street. And let God work. To God be the glory. So you don't have to get on, dare I say it, social media, you know, look at my shoes and look at my healing and look at my this and look, you know, just do it. Let people see it. Let people experience it. Let people go tell other people about it. Amen and amen and amen. Let God be glorified. Let God be glorified. Let my motive be right. I want God to get the glory. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take a moment lifting our hearts with our hands. Oh, Father God, I thank you. And I thank you for life and strength and good health. I thank you for the many blessings of the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I realize it's bigger than just about me. Oh, God, I thank you. I could get my mind off of myself and off of selfishness. And I could see the big picture, God. I could get excited. Excited, Lord. Oh, God about your great overall work and the privilege it is to be a part of the great work of God, to be established in this present truth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy and your love. Oh, yeah. Let's come and gather in for just a few moments. It's not really that late. Come on now. I've been captured by a love I can't explain. Now you have me and I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. Now I surrender, my life is not my own, I belong.